From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here's your host, Eric Wakeling. All right, welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. I am Eric Wakeling, and here with the amazing and incredible and wise Matt Doan. Not sure who that is, but yes, this is Matt Doan here <laughs> joining you on our uh, weekly podcast here. That's right. And we are talking about our value series still. It's been, I've been pumped on this whole series, by the way, so yes. far. I feel like people have been connecting. I feel like I've been just enjoying it. Yes. I don't know. I, I don't always love when we do topical. Right. So, cause this is like what we mean. And did we talk about this before? I but like, so not on the air. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, there's this difference between a topical sermon series and going through a passage of scripture or a book of the Bible. Right. We tend to like going through books of the Bible. Yeah. Exegetical. Yeah. And just um, kind of go, going through that, talking through the passage, kind of, I always say like chunk by chunk. It's not necessarily verse by verse, but it's sort of chunk by chunk of scripture uh, and trying to cover all the verses in that chunk. But uh, I love that. And just like whatever God brings to right. our church as we, I mean, we prayerfully select the book, right? but then the other way is topical. Yeah. And there's yeah, so many benefits to that because you, you don't get to choose. So you come to the next verses in the chapter of the book and it could be something that you don't necessarily even want to talk on, but <laughs> it's in the scripture and God always uses that. I know every time I come to a passage that you assign me, I feel like you always assign me the hardest. <laughs> I feel like we, we had this discussion uh, from stage <laughs> yeah, to seat. I was totally. in the I was in the front row. You yes, were on stage, yes. but um, <laughs> but um, I come to some of those passages like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to say about this. I don't even understand this. Right. And then by God's grace, He just allows. By the time it's actually spoken on the platform, I can't wait to talk about it because it's just the most exciting thing in my heart. So that's just it's just a great way to teach exactly. through a passage. Yeah, exactly. So we love teaching through passages, but we also recognize at times it's beneficial to be able to dig into a topic like this one with the values, or it could be even be something like we want to do a series on prayer. Yes. That's topical. Topical doesn't have to be, oh, here's how to, you know, tips and techniques for the perfect life or yes. something. I think a lot of times it gets criticized as that, but it could almost be more systematic theology yes. in a sermon series. Right. I mean, Jesus taught topical. If you think about <laughs> true. it, he would bounce around from it's true. Uh, different quotes from the Old Testament as he taught, or at least that, that's recorded in the Gospels. Mm -hmm. uh, so topical um, hopefully is rooted in biblical. Exactly. And, and that's the goal. Exactly. And the struggle for us as, as uh, preachers is because when you take a topic that's so big, like when we talked about grace, and yes. then I just think, Oh, every verse in the Bible on grace, I yes. need to be able to make sure I read all of those on, you know, and, and say them all on Sunday morning or right. something like that. Yeah. I had a cool thing this last uh, Sunday. So two weeks ago I talked on people mm -hmm. and one of the passages I was really wanting to share was Psalm 139, that we um, are fearfully, wonderfully created in our mother's womb, that God's with <laughs> us at all places, but it's just, I didn't have time for it. And so that was one of the passages that got cut. And then just this last Sunday without even talking about it. Um, Josh Wathen referred to Psalm 139 That's right. uh, in his uh, portion of the sermon. And just even a little kind of smile came on my face. It was like, yes, that passage that I had to cut, actually God inserted in the next Sunday. There you go. That's so good. That's so good. So yeah, we talked about, we value passion. Passion. <laughs> tell, me the, tell me the roots of your uh, what you're doing there. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> but we're passionate people, right, Don? I think so. I hope so. Yeah. What are you passionate about? Ooh. 
<laughs> I'm passionate about Jesus. That's why I vocational ministry. There right? you go. I just I I lawn and and live to follow Jesus and then to proclaim Jesus. Sunday school um, answer. Out of that, I'd say <laughs> I'm passionate about my wife. Uh huh. We have four kids. Do you want to say about that? Do you think? Uh, oh, okay. Do you think I should have said passionate about my wife or yeah, children probably, on stage? You probably could have earned some points with that. <laughs> I, I, I said you too in triathlon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. We were all assuming. We knew. I mean, yeah. yeah it's because I jokingly said Sunday school answer. Like, of course. And I even yes. can refer to that on Sunday. Like, right. yes. We are passionate about God and the yes. mission He has us on. We're passionate yeah. about Jesus, and but yeah, I think your question is getting that some of your hobby. What are we? Pa- what hobby yes, besides yes, things are we yes, passionate about? Yeah, anything that you didn't get to mention that you're passionate about besides you two and and triathlon. Well, yeah. I, I wish I could have talked. Um, talked. I wish I could have talked about soccer. Yes, Chelsea Football Club. Yes, I think the people would have really just gotten super oh, into it's that. It's been mentioned several times on this podcast in the last few weeks. Actually, though, you know what you didn't mention is um, your other thing that you're kind of following right now. Formula One. Yeah. Yes. I wish I had talked about Formula One. Yes. I love it. I love it so much. Now explain for okay, yeah, 99% right. of us who don't know okay. what Formula One is. Formula One is car racing. I've always thought car racing was boring and dumb. Um, I loved when Jim Rome would make fun of, he's a sports uh, talk radio host for those that don't know, who's not, you know, probably <laughs> he's not great sometimes, but sure. he uh, but he would always make fun of NASCAR and call it the left turn only se- right. um, left circuit. Turn, left turn, left turn. Yeah. Because yeah. all they do is go to an oval and they yeah. like if they went onto the roads, they'd crash because they don't and they don't know how to turn right. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and so uh, but I yeah, I just thought it was boring. But like mm-hmm. so then there was this Netflix special call. I think it's called Drive to Survive. Mm-hmm. And it's all about Formula One, which is European started in, in the UK. But it's European Grand Prix auto racing. So they've got yeah. those open wheel cars that have no roofs. You know, those kind of little, if people can think about that. But I think sometimes we call those indie cars yes. here in the States. And those like going, they're turning left and right through roads. It could be real roads, like through Monaco, uh, right. that kind of a thing. Or it could be um, tracks. these sort of tracks that they've created. Yes. But I think it's super interesting. But that Netflix um, series. Uh-huh. I think there's three seasons of it. Okay. It got me super into the people, right? Because I think we all value people. <laughs> and then have I already gone too long on formula one, but like, most of us, you know, <laughs> but yeah, I love it. And so here's the thing I like about soccer. I'm going to make my case for both soccer, soccer and formula one. So British bait, like European, uh, mostly centric sports, right? They've gone global obviously, but soccer games, uh, are about an hour and 40 minutes or so, hour uh-huh. and 45 minutes. No commercials except for at halftime. Yes. That's it. And the game goes and it ends. Like it starts, it boom, it's going to end. Unless it's a final or a cut, you know, some sort of tournament, knockout tournament situation, it's just going to be done. And then in Formula One, the races are about an hour and a half, something like Uh, that. uh And there's no commercials. Yeah. It's just the action's never stopping. It's always moving and going. And so versus Westerns, or I guess they're Western, but but, versus American sports, you are like three hours for a baseball game or a football game. Lots of commercials, lots of stops, lots of commercials, lots of stops in play, even in basketball, even in basketball and hockey, there's still lots of stops in play. So I, 
I like how it's always moving. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know how that hits you because you no, are no, a big baseball American sports guy. Yeah, I've, uh, I'm very passionate <clears throat> about baseball. Have been uh, my entire life. When our family grew up next to a little little league field, when I was like three years old, like yeah. peeking over our fence and seeing this baseball field and wanting to be one of those big boys. And so um, played baseball for a long time. Um, and then now watching um, one of my sons play baseball, which is really fun. And then I love, and I'll, I won't go into this for very long, but I love the Oakland A's from Northern California. It's kind of a way I connect with my dad and my brother, too. Mm-hmm. So I actually wrote for a sports blog that covered the Oakland A's. I did that just for like three or four years. It ended a couple years ago. And you would get, you if you went to the Angels game when they were playing the A's. Yeah, I'd get a press credential. Yes. Yeah. That's so that's, cool. That's called, <laughs> that probably crossed line from passion to a little bit weird to obsession. <laughs> I think it's like, no, come on. I think it's amazing. I think it's awesome. I don't know. I don't think it's weird. I don't know either. <laughs> you think it was too much time? It was a little bit too much time. Do you think it was uh, digging the hole in the wrong roof, as we yes. said on oh, Sunday? I loved that. Okay. I love that. Tell phrase. me how, why you loved what I said so much. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. It's just, it's, yeah. it's a truth, right? right? That many of us can get passionate. And you even said, they're not necessarily bad things. Mm-hmm. But they're not the best thing. Mm-hmm. And I love that even thought I've never, you know, looked at the story from this perspective, but you were referring to the men who dug a hole in the roof to drop their friend who was had a disability of some sort and they want Jesus to heal him. Um, and you were saying, what do you if they dug it in the wrong like next door to the neighbor's like, whoops, yeah. <laughs> they open the they open the roof yeah. and there's no one in there or, or Jesus isn't in there. And yeah. I thought that was just kind of a funny way to look at the story. I never thought about that. I know, huh? Yeah, that's true. It's true. It just sort of struck me as I was thinking about when I was just thinking about that point, you know, digging the hole in the wrong roof. And it's just, man, can you imagine just wrecking somebody else's house? <laughs> you didn't mean to. And they would bolt and run away, and then their poor friends just sitting there, like, yes. wait. Oh, so yes. it's rough. Uh but yeah, we talked about so yeah, we talked about our just sort of personal passions and hobbies and trying to just then relate that into how do we express passion for God, the mission that God has given us? How do we kind of even channel some of that passion that we have for the Oakland A's or yes. Chelsea football club or mm-hmm. U2 or our families even honestly, mm-hmm. uh, how do we channel some of that passion into a missional, um, yeah, into mm-hmm. like something that's great for God's kingdom. Yes. And you had some great examples on Sunday too, with talked about Michelle Gustafson and she's passionate about Zumba. <laughs> and at first I thought you were going to say, you know, but she's more passionate about Jesus, um, which is true. Mm-hmm. But then I loved what the bridge that you made there. She used her passion. Is that saying right? Zumba? Zumba? I think so. Zumba. I think it's Zumba. Um, she used her passion for Zumba to make relationships that then she invited to come to know Jesus Christ. And it was so right. cool. On Sunday, she actually was sitting with some of the people that she'd yeah. invited. And so I thought that was a great, great connection for all of us to understand that following Jesus is not throwing away our passions. Following Jesus is using our passions in the kingdom work mm-hmm. and following him, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what I love seeing that in people's lives mm-hmm. that, that really go for it. And it, it's interesting because somebody like Michelle, now she's incredible. She's so winsome and persistent in that right. kind of good way. Because we talked about how Jesus rewards this persistence, right? Like yeah. even in the the in parables that he tells or in stories where people are persistent with him. And I love how she's very persistent, but yeah. in this um, real warm and, and uh, endearing yeah, sort of way. Invitational way. Yeah, yeah. invitational way. Um, and so it's... But like somehow that's 
it works. Yeah. <laughs> right. She's right. seeing bearing fruit. Yeah, for sure. And so, yeah, I think asking ourselves the question, what are we passionate about? Mm-hmm. Could that be a God given passion? Mm-hmm. And how can we use that to point others, even our point ourselves yeah. towards Jesus Christ? So I love baseball. Uh, one of my sons loves baseball yesterday, driving him to his game. Okay. God, our prayers that you would use baseball today. Uh, to allow Samuel to glorify you, that mm-hmm. this would be an act of worship to you, mm-hmm. and that he would be winsome among his teammates, that he would be a good teammate, that would build relationships, that would point towards the goodness, the grace of you, Jesus. So mm-hmm. just using that, right, in, the, in yeah. that way. That's huge, because I think a lot of times it's easy for me to sort of go through the motions of my day, yeah. even if it's going through the motions of the good things that I'm doing or the the hobby type stuff that I'm doing. And is it... It's sort of easier and I, I tend to, I tend to like a way that I'm lazy is I tend to want to do things by myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, so this is an issue like with my triathlon training, even like, I don't like going and running or biking with other people that much because I want to go at my time at my pace and my thing. Right. Yeah. And, and some of that is, some of that's okay. And some of that's to be expected, but sure. then it's like, I can so much default to just wanting to be on my own. Mm-hmm. Or, or I don't think about inviting someone else into it naturally. And so I have to have this, like, that's what God's word does in prayer, even Mm -hmm. in the Holy Spirit's kind of prodding in you in prayer. And as you're spending time with the Lord or you're listening to a sermon, like we, you know, like we all were on Sunday and thinking about these words, it's just like, oh yeah, I need this reminder to just take that one step. Like you're even talking about Mm -hmm. with, with Samuel or Seth, Mm -hmm. like, uh, but just to kind of think through, like, how can I make this moment just a little bit more intentional with someone else or, you know, how can I get my son to think about other people on the team, not just his right experience. Right. Yeah, ex- yeah. exactly. And we kind of talked about this with people too. It's not necessarily an extrovert introvert thing. Mm-hmm. So I think even when you're descri- describing like, uh, I'm, my default is to kind of go on my own. I need to re- remember to include people or yeah. use this to build relationships. It's probably a little bit of the introverted side of many of us that <laughs> crave yeah. some alone time, quiet time. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? And yet, okay, even in small ways, how can I use this as a bridge to build kingdom relationships? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So it's just if I can invite somebody, like, hey, let's go for a run together or let's go to you, a, a U2 show together. Do you want to go? You are, you go invite, are you inviting me? Right <laughs> yes. Now? I, feel like like... Was, I feel like that was an invitation. <laughs> Do you like running? No. <laughs> well, I don't know if anybody really does. No, just kidding. I actually, you know what's, you know what's funny about running to me lately? Huh. So this is, I love asides, by the way, everyone. Right. I'm sorry. I just, I you just got to go with go, it. Go. But like, uh, I love running when I get past the six mile mark. I oh. enjoy running more than I do before the six mile mark. Okay. Raise your hand right now. If you would <laughs> never know that feeling. Yes. <laughs> I know. So that's what I think is super interesting because I think huh. if you don't, I, I, I feel like I've got like a sermon illustration here that's kind yeah. of like, I don't know where I'm going to use it or how to use it right. yet, it's but I'm going to workshop this with you yeah. guys here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, how would you, how would I know? Cause I wouldn't know that it was easier or more fun or more enjoyable. Or I start to get like a glimpse of whatever that runner's high thing is that yes. people talk about. I don't get that till about six miles. So my run on Saturday, I started feeling really good after six miles. And I was like, wow, wow I'm feeling stronger. It was an 11 mile run. Wow. I'm feeling stronger now in the second half than I did in the first half. And 
But if I didn't push myself to get to that point, Mm -hmm. I would never know it. So sometimes I almost Mm -hmm. wonder if that's like, oh, you don't know if you do really well on an overseas missions trip until you push yourself to get there. You wouldn't know if you do really well to talk to your coworker about Christ unless you push yourself to get there. Right. I don't know. Something like that. Like. Maybe. Yeah, that's encouraging <laughs> to think through that. Even the whole our whole lives, right? Maybe the first half of oh, our yeah. Christian life is yeah. harder than the second half. Yeah. As far as just our saying yes, obedience to Jesus. I don't know. Yeah. You got something there. Yes. There's something There's, there. Yeah. Many of us that will never know what it feels like to feel good after the six mile. Um, oh, it's maybe weird. drive because it doesn't work that way. Driving. No, I know. I don't like <laughs> driving at driving all. Driving six miles. I'm not feeling better. No, I'm ready to be done okay. driving. <laughs> um, and then Wathan talked yesterday too. Yes. He, he flipped the script on me a little bit because you were talking about you know, passion is we dig holes in roofs and using mm-hmm. the story of the men who dropped their friend to, to meet and be healed by Jesus. And then Josh got up, did a great job. We were talking about, uh, he's a young guy, gifted pastor, mm-hmm. um, and just was proud of him for mm-hmm. sharing. Because music's his thing, really. Right. Not, he not wasn't preaching. holding the guitar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was just preaching and uh, preaching with passion. And yeah. uh, he talked about God dug the first roof, yeah. or I mean, dug the first hole in yeah. the roof. Yeah, yeah. It was powerful. It was. It was really good. It was really good. And I, I love that twist because we need to talk about, and like this passage is talked about the faith of these guys that brought their friend. And then once though that point was in my head that Josh said about God dug the first, you know, the first hole in that first roof for us, it was like, oh, that's all that matters. Right. <laughs> it's hard to like, yeah. you know, stop like who cares about whatever I dig, just yeah. recognize what God has done. Yeah. And that's true. It's super special. But that's so, and what he was saying was that, so the reason that we can be passionate, the reason we respond in passion and are following of Jesus is because he set that example, yep. right? Yep. He did it first for us. Yeah. We love because he first loved us. Yes. Right? Yes. Pursued us. It's just powerful. Yeah. It is powerful. And Josh was awesome on Sunday. I really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah. Way to go, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. Um, okay. Question for you though. Sure. Um, I know there's, again, we're limited by time in a Sunday sermon, but one of my questions um, in the sermon that we didn't have time to address was, what about, I mean, you can't just live passionate your entire life. Any relationship, there's mm-hmm. ebbs and flows. There's mm-hmm. times when you're feeling it. There's times when you don't. Um, how do you address that? How do, you know, you might not feel passionate every time you pray, every time you open your Bible, every time you show up at church, every time you serve. Hmm. So what's it look like just to stay faithful even when you don't feel it? Yeah. I wonder if it's to be um, authentically in so uh, that we would authentically go for whatever it the moment is. So if it's prayer and we're not feeling it, we're just, God, I don't feel this. I don't know what's going on, but I need you. And this is just, this stinks. Like whatever is going on right now, you know, and just being sort of authentically in or if in worship, maybe it's just to not sit back and give up and fold your arms, but it's to say, okay, Lord, I'm not feeling it. I'm going to, I gotta, maybe I'm going to sit and close my eyes, even though they told everybody to stand up, but I'm going to sit and close my eyes and just talk to you for a little bit. Cause I got to work this out. Like something's going on, or I'm going to walk over to the prayer point because I want to pray with somebody because this isn't, this isn't right. So I'm going to authentically dig into whatever I've got going on, but it doesn't mean I'm always going to be fired up. Let's say. Yeah, that's good. That even goes back to the six mile run. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. You know, you didn't, maybe didn't feel it at first. Yeah. But then the feelings, emotions, yeah, or strength came later. Yeah. 
So it's, it's not fake it till you make it. It's be authentic with God. Here's where I'm at. Right. Right. <laughs> meet me in this place. I want to meet you. Right. Um, and then trust that the passion will come at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think part of what we call the spiritual disciplines, mm-hmm. right? That it's, it doesn't mean we always, I don't know if I ever feel like fasting, Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Just like, yes, I'm hyped to not eat today or, yes. or skip this meal or these two meals or however, or to skip this thing. Right. And I'm not the world's greatest faster, honestly, anyways. But like, uh, I think with that, it's okay. God has called us to do some certain things maybe that we're not, uh, always feeling. And so we have to, and you're right, you're right about it's not fake it till you make it, but there's something about this, uh, this obedience that will lead to joy you know, like mm-hmm. it's that sort of element that, um, we, we need to respond with obedience, whether we feel it or not. And then eventually God's going to use it, meet us, whatever that, yes. that next thing is. Yeah. That's, that's totally countercultural to even how, like <laughs> how we intuitively think, right? <laughs> right. Cause you think, okay, no, I'm not going to do something unless I have a passion for it. Mm-hmm. I'll just keep beating to death the running scenario, but like, I'm not going to run unless I feel like running. Yeah. Forget about um, it. And that will, <laughs> you'll never run. Right. Yes. Um, but no, I'm, I'm going to start off. I'm going to mm-hmm. be obedient to what I know is best for me and what's mm-hmm. good for me. And then eventually I'll hit that six mile. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but no, I think that's a real thing. I think the, the world tells us follow your heart and that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, you know, those sorts of expressions and, you know, do uh, you do you or, sure. you know, all the own your truth sort of statements and all right. these sort of things. But that follow your heart sometimes is, yeah, the heart just like leads us to destruction. And, mm-hmm. but we need to follow the word of God or the Holy Spirit, like yes. not to follow just our heart or our feelings. Right. I'm actually a really big feelings guy. Like I'm a, mm. I really believe in emotions and feelings. Like I think mm-hmm. we should express our emotions and feelings and God created us as these emotionally right. expressive beings. Uh, so I, I'm, I don't tend to be a poo poo, the emotions, feelings guy, yeah. but at the same time we can't be, we for sure, no matter what can't be led or ruled by yes. feelings. Yes. We have them and we express them, but they sure don't define our experience or the reality of God or the reality of the universe or, mm-hmm. you know, what compels us to act or not act that kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know how, how's that hit you with like feelings or doing that kind of stuff? Yeah. I'm also kind of an emotive guy as far as, um, feel a lot of things. Um, yeah. so it, it can at times when I'm not feeling one of the disciplines of opening the scriptures or, um, just being quiet before the Lord or even frankly, just not even feeling like coming to church. Mm-hmm. Um, it can at times feel a little scary to me. Like, mm-hmm. Oh no, I've drifted from God. I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. And there's times when I think that's true. That's why I'm on. That's why you said even be honest with the Lord. Okay. Yeah. Test me. Know my anxious thoughts. What's in me. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are times when God, I think does point out, Hey, the reason you don't feel passion right now, you don't feel me. It's because there's something in your life that you need to deal with. Mm-hmm. There's other times though. And I feel like, no, no, I'm, I feel clean before the Lord. I'm doing, I think quote unquote, the right things mm-hmm. following him. But that passion hasn't, <laughs> isn't there today. Yeah. But I think even as you're saying, that's okay. I want to walk in the obedience, faithfulness, and then trust that at some point God will bring and stir those emotions. And I can say over, boy, I've been a Christian now for I think 25 years longer than that. Um, 
that God is faithful to bring those emotions hmm. at times. So, yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, the other thing too you talked about and you opened the sermon on yesterday was um, you love even passion and worship, worship yes. through music. Yes. Have you always had that or is that something that came? I know you mentioned even um, <laughs> your high school moment when they were all worshiping. You go, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. I got to talk about something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But when did you develop just a heart passion with worship through music? Yeah, I think it's probably was I think there were some glimpses of it in early high school and then I started to get off onto that some of those temptations that I've talked about before um early it definitely wasn't till early high school that I sort of had a model for people that were passionate worshipers and there definitely were passionate worshipers in the youth group I grew up in Hmm. so I remember looking at that and think at first I was kind of like what you know what's going on right and then uh, I was sort of like oh this is this is somehow intriguing to me. Like these people really care about this. They, they seem to really love the Lord. And as it is sometimes even in high school, I remember seeing some kids that I thought were kind of like too cool or thought wouldn't, wouldn't be that way. And they were that way actually. Like I was like, huh. And it sort of gave me permission to sort of like to open myself up to that. Yes. And so that were some glimpses there, but then it was definitely after which I talked about last episode or of the podcast or before, but that, mm-hmm. that, um, I mean, it was grace one with that forgiveness moment where I confess that you're talking about in front of the youth group, my right. senior year after that, it was just like all in big that time. That became an avenue for you to express passion, to mm-hmm. feel passion from God. Yeah. 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 That's really great. Always loved it. I mean, I, I do like playing guitar and, mm-hmm. and, and, and I'll, I'll do it very rarely here at church, you know, since VBS. Yes. For VBS <laughs> since uh, post uh, post which, youth ministry years. That was so cool to see like our senior pastor <laughs> playing. Uh, that was fun. What'd you say? Backup guitar? <laughs> we call that rhythm electric guitar. Okay, I'll call it backup. <laughs> but just to see humility and your joy and uh, being part of that VBS band was it super was, cool. It I, was really I appreciated fun. that. I know. And I get very, um, cause it's, you know, it's this whole like complicated world with all the stuff that's going on in the, yeah. like they have these called in-ears, these headphones that they're wearing. Oh, like when you know, you're actually leading. When you're actually playing up yes. there and there's like a lot going on, you're listening <laughs> to stuff. And it's, so it's actually pretty hard what, what those guys are doing and gals yes. are doing up on stage. Yeah, is, shout out to all of our worship teams <laughs> yes. at Calvary. You guys are yes. amazing. So I was so out of my element. I was just like having to really submit myself to to Josh Wathen's leadership, you yes. know, as, and I'm usually the leader. So, yeah. Was, yeah, and so it was good. It was a good uh, process great. for me. But anyway, that was, so I, like, I really enjoy that. And I've just always really loved worship through yeah. music. So, yeah. Sometimes you wonder, I've wondered at least, um, why, why do we sing when we gather together corporately as a group? Yeah. Like for a non-believer, a skeptic who really maybe had no background in a church service, it may feel kind of odd to have, all these people gather together. I mean, what other, other than an actual concert where you're mm-hmm. going to hear music, when else do you gather like that? And then actually sing to words out loud. Yeah. But what's so powerful about how God's created our hearts is that music is, is an art form. Music is a way that it speaks to our, our hearts, our souls, our minds mm-hmm. in a way that maybe even the spoken word can't. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's spoken words limited, but I'm just saying that there's just a, a, a way that the, the arts and and singing does. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's the Psalms, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think what happens when we gather together to worship and we use music is it softens our heart Mm -hmm. and it increases our passion. Mm -hmm. And then it also gives us a chance to respond to the Mm -hmm. wonderful truths of who God is and so, which creates more passion. Yeah. So I love love that. that we have an emphasis 
um, on music in our church. Yeah, same. I love that too. I want to dig into uh, another moment or thing that we talked about and curious to you of some of your thoughts on this, but it was this whole thing of Jesus rewarding the rudest, the loudest, and the most persistent. So mm-hmm. I talked about this story where people dig, like, basically deface their property, ruin someone's house, <laughs> you know, to get their friend to Jesus, but then also persistent widow coming before this judge over and over, you know, or yes. you know, over and over again to get what, to ask for what she wants. Mm-hmm. And eventually it's the story is that he relents because yeah. she just keeps at like, will she just stop? Right. <laughs> right. And then there's the other story of, um, the person knocking on the door late at night until the person comes down to open the door. Yes. And it's, it is, it's like an almost obnoxiousness. Right. And, and it's God giving us the, I mean, these are parables. This is Jesus giving us these stories. Permission. Yeah. yeah permission. And then you've uh-huh. got the woman who, who's bleeding that reaches out and touches him in the midst of all these people. You've got the children that run up to him. Yes. Blind Bartimaeus shouting, Jesus, Jesus, like, stop, yes. you know, save me. And, and like I talked about on Sunday, like the disciples at times were, would say to people, you know, don't bother, yeah, don't chill. bother the, the teacher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, relax. But then this is modeled, it's rewarded, it's it's, yeah. it's talked about. So yeah, I have a thought on that. Okay. So um, it's from a, a book that I have been reading the last couple of weeks. It's called Gentle and Lowly okay. by Dane Ortland. Gentle and Lowly, recommend it, Dane Ortland. And he talks about in there that Jesus is most drawn to our vulnerability, hmm. not our strength. Mm. And again, that goes counterintuitive, right? Because whenever we want someone to like us, like think about like when you're dating B or dating Marie, it's like you put your best foot forward. (laughs) I had no money when I first started dating Marie, but I was like taking her to like way nicer restaurants than I could afford. Yep, yep. yep. (laughs) We were actually talking about this at lunch today with somebody else, you know, going to color me mind for like a really expensive date. And so just trying to show your best self, right? And so, um, and so I think sometimes we feel like that with God, like, oh, I got to show my best self to God for yep. him to accept me. And yet Jesus, gentle and lowly, really, I think, is drawn towards, I mean, he's always drawn towards us because he made us, he loves us, created us. But but Jesus, there's something about him that's drawn towards us when we just express our weakness, our vulnerability, our desperation for mm-hmm. him. And mm-hmm. really, I think those things can best be exhibited just in the persistent knocking, yeah. the shouting out, Lord, I need you. Just yeah. that, that extreme vulnerability that doesn't care if you're bothering anybody else yeah. or making yourself a bit of a fool. You're just showing God how much you desperately want it. Does that yeah, make sense? It totally does. It's like, it's this desperation, you know, uh, there's something in that desperation is, is the ultimate display of authentically in <laughs> to yes. the moment as we talked about before. But these, these stories are people that are just completely desperate for Jesus and desperate for what he has to offer. And yes. that, that what I love too, that we're kind of honing in on in this passage is that what these friends do in Mark two is they get their friend into the presence of God himself. Yeah. That's what they're doing. Right. They're doing all this work to get their friend into the presence of Jesus. Yeah. And when they do, he gets two things. He gets forgiveness of mm. sin and healing wow. of his physical 
uh, ailments. Right. That's what this guy gets. Now, that's not some guarantee, formula guarantee that that's what happens every time for us. But no matter what, it is a guarantee that when we go to God, we'll get forgiveness of sin and we will find inner healing and we will ultimately be glorified, have a glorified body yeah. in, in heaven, right? Yeah. Or in the mm-hmm. new heaven, new earth. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> that's a beautiful thing, it I is. think, there too. But mm-hmm. so I, that's what kind of transformed for me, even as I was studying this text, was like, okay, the point is to try to get people to the presence of Jesus. Yes. And maybe that's even some of what we call about. And then you let the Holy Spirit do the work. <laughs> yeah, let right? God do and his you thing. Let God yeah. do his thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I like yeah, that. That's good. All right. So. Uh, I gave this scenario a couple weeks ago um, on people, but like how cool would it be if you're at a coffee shop and you hear people talking about Calvary Church and they describe it as a place that loves people. Mm-hmm. Not a perfect place, but a place that genuinely, authentically loves people. Yeah. So for you, um, what's your vision for if someone were to describe Calvary as a passionate church? Hmm. Yes. What, what do you think um, in your mind, what would <laughs> what would they be kind of describing? And part of this is maybe hope, who we even hope to be in the future, right? Right, right, exactly. I think some things, uh, so when I think about what they would see on a Sunday morning, let's say, are a group of people that are all worshiping super authentically in. Mm -hmm. They're worshiping passionately. There's not people sort of arms folded and not caring about what's going on, that Mm -hmm. people are just, they're just, they're in, let's go, let's do this. Whatever it is, they're passionate for it. I think you'd see people that are, just so warm and welcoming to others because yes. you're passionate about these people, right? right? You're passionate about them feeling welcomed as they are even hoping. Cause I think a lot of times people are going to come to church and they're, they're taking their steps to be in the presence of God. Yes. Right. In their minds too. Like, how do I get to the presence of God? I don't know. Maybe I should just go to church. Right. <laughs> and right. so when they do, it's like, Hey, experience this passionate warmth from, from other people. That's good. I think prayer I think mm. this dependence on God, I think it could be the biggest thing mm-hmm. is that what we could be passionate about is being becoming passionate for prayer, yeah. that we are seeking God, we're asking God, we're listening to God, we're doing it deeply and regularly, we're doing it with great faith as, yes, yeah. as the Lord gifts us and enables yeah. us to have. So I think That's some good. of that, you yeah. know, I think a united church too mm. is is big in that, like when we are passionate for God and we're passionate for his purposes, Mm -hmm. I think we're going to be united because all the stuff that divides our world should just kind of wash over us like a duck's back. Cause you know, Hey, I'm not, I don't need to be when I'm passionate for God's purposes, that stuff doesn't matter as much to me. Yeah. Or my preferences. I'm not as passionate. That's a good one. (laughs) It's not just passionate about my preferences. It's passionate about Jesus yeah meeting him yeah yeah so I I personally would see that do you have anything that you think no I think those are great I yesterday had a couple cool moments for just walking through the campus and I saw uh, a few people praying together Mm. and so it reminded me when you said passion about prayer but how cool would it be just people came on our campus and they saw people not just saying I'll pray for you brother this week but like literally stopped in that moment and just prayed together yep I, that's huge. I really challenge people to, to do that, to just take that second and say, hey, let's just pray right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also I probably should say as well, passionate about serving those in need. Ooh, yeah. I'd, I'd love to, I think it would be so cool to just see people are fired up to help meet needs of people in our community that are struggling. And, yeah. you know, so. and probably not everyone's going to have this. I mean, we are 
our united passion is on Jesus and people yeah. being in the presence of Jesus, as you're saying. But that passion is going to play itself out in different. I mean, there might be people who are just passionate about teaching preschool on Sunday mornings. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be other yeah. people who are passionate about welcoming people in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Like, so everyone has <laughs> passion about security. Right. So there, there's different ways that God can even flesh out that mm-hmm. passion in a diverse group of people. Right. And then, yeah. So others are food pantry or the ESL classes right. and stuff like that. Yeah. Or, Which leads to team. That's right. We do. We need a team. That's right. This next Sunday, we'll be talking about how we value team because we're all totally different and the kingdom of God has probably millions of different potential, you know, different ways you can express that passion that are, that are needed that are vitally needed. So yeah, we're going to go for that. Uh, any, uh, any desire to talk about UCLA football, as we mentioned on Sunday, I was feeling your pain on Sunday because I also (laughs) love, well, unfortunately both of us went to Biola Uh and so there's not a football team, no football team. So, uh, so we've kind of adopted teams. My dad went to UCLA, so I've just kind of adopted the Bruins as my football team, and it's been a painful, painful journey. Yep, yep, it has. So they lost the night before. I was all excited to share this quote. I, I mean, they could have... I honestly would have been fine if they had just not done well for a while, and then they, they were just losing the whole season like normal. <laughs> 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 but the fact that they just had a really tough loss after doing really well yes. was like, it made it hard to talk Which, what about. What did you say? The majority of our church is USC fans. I yes. feel like there's more USC fans than there are UCLA Definitely. fans. Definitely. More, I'm more thinking of don't the Christian care. family, the, the entire <laughs> yeah. Christian family. Oh, yeah. Not, not Christians, but the, there's a family. Yes, with their last name is yes, Christian. They yes, they're passionate USC fans. <laughs> no, yeah, there's a lot of them. And then, there's probably, like I said, there's probably more people that don't care at all. Oh, yes, that's and true. And then USC and then UCLA. I mean, probably then other and then Cal UCLA. Cal State Fullerton? <laughs> Any Cal State Fullerton fans out there? I did, uh, I did do oh, a you, master's you have a degree. degree I have Cal a degree State from Cal State Fullerton, one master's degree from there. Uh, What's the mascot of, the, of Cal State Fullerton? You must be very passionate about your alma mater. I don't. It's a. It's an elephant. Oh, I don't even thing. know. Titans. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I literally didn't know. Oh my gosh. Sorry. What's Biola? Eagles. Yeah, Eagles. Easy. You could just say any Christian school. Eagles. I th- yeah, Calvary. Calvary Christian, <laughs> Calvary Christian School. school Eagles. It's yeah. uh, so funny. Okay. All right. That's enough of that. People get mad when we talk about talk about sports okay. too much. Yeah. Go back. Go back. <laughs> Dial that back. I actually did get a. Um, we did. I did get a call or an email type or a message to our inbox. Um, oh, we have a podcast inbox. I don't. I actually don't think we do we might have an inbox if but you want to yeah if you want to send any feedback comments oh we do have an email address podcast at calvarylife.org oh yeah send, actually... send us your feedback yeah do we you want me off the podcast <laughs> that's totally fine be honest no they'll want me off if... for sure <laughs> less sports more sports yeah let us know let us know but i did get a i did get a message it was just via text to my phone from ben harris so ben harris out there said he does not like to hear us talk about fantasy football okay. he said he'd rather hear about anything else other than that okay thanks, <laughs> thanks for your honesty uh we will be getting to the value of transparency <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> no i just thought that'd be a funny shout out but uh yes. all right well i think that's pretty good right so hopefully you guys can start you know thinking about your passion i think it's something to pray about genuinely so just to get serious a little bit at the end i do think it's something that you could pray about asking God or thanking God that he dug the first 
hole in the first roof, right? Yes. yes. And then uh, leaning into that power and then asking, you know, him to give like to, I think that's something that you can ask God to build in you. Mm -hmm. If you don't feel passionate, Lord, give me a passion, give me a fire. Um, You know, that, that sort of a thing. Like that sounds like some of our nineties worship songs, you know, like, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Stir in me. Yeah. That kind of stuff. It's good. Passion for your... Oh yeah, yeah. Todd Proctor is just yes. just sad right now. Uh, Todd, we love you. <laughs> All right, well, so thanks, you guys. We uh, love you, and thank you for listening to this. And um, thanks for being part of the Calvary Life podcast.